The Grim Drive podcast explores mental health through the lens of professional sports and athletes. Pro athletes come forward more and more with stories about their mental health journey, what they have endured, and how they manage to push through, reflecting a mental health stigma that continues to be reduced. Pro athletes also leverage mindset to achieve peak performance, as well as representing and often driving elements of popular culture through the use of social media, technology, and personal branding. This places athletes front and center as role models for people of all ages, giving them a platform to reach many and deliver important information, including information about mental health. Welcome to the Grim Drive Podcast, where we explore mental health through the lens of professional sports and athletes. My name is Jonathan Busfield. I'm actually flying solo today. Uh, last episode, John uh, held his own, doing a great interview with Marco Sanchez, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Today, it's just going to be me sort of riffing on a few random topics uh, in sports and, and health or mental health that have been going on lately that I find kind of interesting. And then the, the next two episodes after this one will be uh, interviews that I'm doing, which we're pretty excited about. So I just want to recap real quick, in case anyone did not get a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to the episode of John's interview with Marco Sanchez. Um, you know, M- Marco is clearly someone who ha- is a hard worker uh, and has is really driven and you know clearly self-made. I think um, you know anyone who is quote unquote self-made obviously has has help from other people. So it's not to say anyone does it completely alone, but clearly. Marco is someone who is who is driven and really worked hard for for the place uh, he's in right now, and it was really cool to hear that story. One of the things that really stood out was, you know, when John and Marco started talking about um, kind of like a whole health perspective or total health perspective. You know, I think John and I have talked in different episodes about, you know, how for a long time physical health was sort of you know held up and viewed, uh, you know, or accepted by people in general in terms of in terms of the importance of physical health. Mental health, with the stigma being t- attached and, and other things, maybe wasn't or definitely wasn't for a long time. That's gotten better. At what point, you know, in the near future or down the timeline, are things going to maybe circle back around to to be to have those two things be together under one umbrella of of total health or whole health? And it was an interesting discussion they had, and, and it um, you know, it, it kind of makes me think of of when that might happen. You know, which I think is a really interesting thing in terms of trying to figure that out. I would say for convenience sake, you know, there's already some things that are starting to happen that, that fall under that category. You know, I think um, the current administration of the United States um, government is trying to uh, emphasize the need for mental health to be brought into primary care settings and things like that. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen, but that, that's clearly a, uh, an agenda item or a goal of theirs. Um, I think that would be, you know, probably to the benefit of, of the consumer, you know, of the, of the person who's getting the health care. Um, you know, the, these things are all spread out. And I think the, you know, physical health, mental health, all the resources being spread out, you know, it's very hard for people to access them, um, you know, whether it's monetarily or just in terms of practicality, uh, if they're all in different places. And so I think um, we have some interesting thoughts on that topic um, that I'm sure, you know, if John and Marco have a part two, I'm sure they'll get into it. Um, John and I will definitely get into it different episodes uh, moving forward. And it's certainly something we're passionate about from a um, from a helping people perspective, you know, and from a business perspective is how do we create something that makes it, you know, the easiest for the, the people that need the access to care. And it's also helpful 
uh, and interesting at the same time. So anyway, a bit of a, a long-winded way to say check out that episode, that recap episode, um, or excuse me, uh, check out uh, that episode with John that I just did a recap of where he interviews Marco Sanchez. A couple other topics I wanted to get into today. It's going to be a quick episode. One is the Olympics. You know, the Olympics are going on, uh, and obviously, you know, that that didn't happen in 2020. We've talked about uh, the Olympics in a couple different episodes. We talked about it in the Michael Phelps episode. We talked about it in the Simone Biles episode. Um, you know, and I think it's it's always fun to watch. There's always some interesting storylines that come along with it that intersect, um, you know, with health or mental health. And so, you know, one, Simone Biles, I think, dropped out um, today from the team competition. I think I think the U.S. ended up, U.S. women's gymnastics team ended up finishing in second, uh, getting the silver medal, unfortunately, and the, and the Russian team came in first um, without Simone Biles there. That was, that was kind of a, uh, a tough mountain to climb. You know, we talked about uh, her tenacity and her mental fitness and things and, uh, and how difficult it was, she has described it was to have to wait for these Olympics. So I'm sure she's dealing with a whole range of emotions right now, not, you know, having to withdraw and not compete due to injury, kind of an unexpected injury, apparently. I'm not exactly sure the details, but, you know, obviously that was, um, that was tough to hear. You know, we were looking forward to, to watching her compete and I'm sure a lot of people were. So hopefully she's okay. Um, another one that came up is the, uh, or another topic that popped into my head is the, uh, the NBA basketball team for the U S and it's just kind of interesting because it's, you know, it's trying to, it's interesting to try to figure out why, uh, you know, they are having such a tough time. You know, obviously these are like the, the USA basketball team has the top players, some of the, not all of them, but some of the top players in the world and obviously more top players in the world on their team than any other, uh, country's team at the Olympics. And yet they've really struggled to win any games. I think maybe they've won a couple of the preliminary, preliminary games, but um, so so far above all, I think they've I think they've lost more than they've won, and it's the teams that they really shouldn't be losing to, and it, it makes you it makes you think what is the cause of that? You know, I think um, I find it interesting because I think team versus individual is really key. I um, mean, you know, obviously some of these some of these other countries just play better team basketball, and basketball is a team sport, and you can't just get away with having um, you know one or two people sort of uh, be the superstars, but not necessarily have a whole team approach. Although Luka Doncic and Slovenia seem to have a, an okay time doing that. Um, so other teams play better together. And that's not just, it's not always, you know, black and white when it comes to that subject, because some of these teams have had more time to practice together. I think practice, practicing as a team makes a huge difference. If you're not familiar with you know, your teammates and the style that your co- the coach wants you to play, it's very hard to get your, you know, what together in time. And I think these other teams had a lot more time or, or have had past tournaments they've played in together um so between the past tournaments and the practice time more recently they they've you know, they're more on the same page um i think the other thing that comes into play is we've talked about referees in one episode i think we talked about it in the jackie mcmullen episode um the referees in the nba are are not the same as the referees in international basketball and you're seeing that usa players who are very much conditioned to to the uh you know the star favored uh, NBA refereeing style uh, are seem to be struggling a little bit. And it doesn't surprise me. And it makes me actually think I, I wish that the NBA had the refs from the international basketball, or at least that, that style, that approach. I think it's just more fun uh, as a fan to watch that stuff instead of watching a few select stars, just get every call when they're barely breathed on. So um, anyone who knows me knows I'm, I'm not a huge fan of referees in general, in terms of uh, you know the, the main sports. I just, I know it's a hard job, but I also think, um, you know, they just favor stars way too often. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, the last part about the Olympics is 
just kind of the hypocrisy that goes into some of the decisions they're making about who to kick out of the Olympics and who to allow in. You know, obviously we had talked about looking forward to seeing uh, Shikari Richardson run. Uh, she tested positive for, for weed and was not allowed to participate. Then there's also this, um, this I think, USA fencer who is being accused of multiple uh, situations of sexual assault, and he's allowed to play. Um, and they even had a safety plan in place for how to prevent him from doing anything to anybody while he's at the Olympics. Uh, so, you know, on the one hand, you'd think that they would have learned, the Olympic Committee or whoever's in charge of these things would have learned from maybe the NFL in terms of, uh, you know, what things to prioritize prioritize versus what things um, they need to maybe, you know, move into, into 2021 a little bit on here um, when it comes to weed especially. Uh, but apparently they have not they have not learned uh, because their handling of this is uh, and the contrast you know is is bad enough. I mean, and there's multiple layers to it. There's male, female. There's uh, Caucasian versus African American. There's a lot of different um, you know variables that go into that storyline. So um, that was something that I, I just found interesting as well and wanted to bring up. Um, in terms of you know the other two things I wanted to these are two random tidbits. There was a Blackhawk story on trauma. And abuse, sexual abuse that I thought kind of it didn't get swept under the rug. It just didn't really get much attention, in my opinion. Um, it, it appears that there was long-standing sexual uh, abuse happening from the tra- uh, a trainer with the um, with the Black Chicago Blackhawks of the NHL, and I just I was surprised that it didn't get more traction. It made me think of the widespread nature of trauma and specifically sexual abuse. Um, we know that the USA Women's Gymnastics Team um, dealt with that for a very long time. With I think his name's Larry Nasser. And then um, we know in terms of young people, um, you know, in terms of kids being sexually assaulted, how prevalent that is. Uh, someone who works for us uh, with us at Riser and Tread mentioned that people who are, you know, uh, gender questioning or have identity questions uh, often are more at risk for sexual trauma. Um, and I didn't know that. So that's that's another facet of this. So I just I felt like it was worth bringing up um, to have people check out check out that Blackhawk story just to be aware of, of that. Um, even in the national men's national hockey league, that, that type of thing happened. Um, so we'll put a link to those articles in the show notes. Um, the last one is this is a movie. There's a movie called motherless Brooklyn. I encourage people to check out. It came out about a year and a half ago. Um, I think it's available on, on a few different platforms. Now it's a really good movie. Edward Norton is one of my favorite actors. He also directed it and, um, you know, it's based on a book, but the main character that Edward Norton plays deals with OCD and Tourette's. And so I think that angle, it's also got a great uh, movie soundtrack, which I'm, I'm always a, a big uh, fan of, of good movie soundtracks. So I would encourage anyone listening to check that out. It's just an interesting interesting movie um, based on the music and based on the fact that it, it uh, kind of touches on two diagnoses that are, that are interesting, one of which the OCD uh, we've touched on in that episode. So I encourage everyone to check that out. Um, as always, we, we hope everyone you know looks us up on YouTube and, and hits subscribe. Um, we really appreciate that. Thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Grim Drive Podcast. Um, and we'll be back next week for an interview with a, an architect named Matt Finn. Thanks, everyone.